I'm Tracy Rhodes, creator of Traces of Faith. Writing online since 2014, I've been swept up in the glorious and bottomless well of Capital C Church, the body of Christ, those believers who proclaim Jesus as divine king over, well, everything. With this weekly podcast, I want to connect all of us to the greater church. Whether you're a new believer or a seasoned one, Christian curious, or anywhere in between, I'm confident you'll be intrigued by what I've discovered in my spiritual wanderings. Let's talk church. I grew up with a particular brand of Christianity. That's just the best way I know to say it. Um, I do have a marketing communication background, so maybe it's fitting it into a lens that I've already used and know. But I somehow (laughs) believed that everyone, I guess in the world, practiced Christianity about the way I did. And our hour-long church service in a little country church where we sang three songs and had a lengthy sermon and then closed with an invitation hymn was the way everyone did it. So in 2014, when I began writing online with Traces of Faith blog, I started reading too. I've shared that in previous podcast episodes. (laughs) But I can't put into words, not in writing and not in speaking, how much my world expanded, how much my faith got the sails blown um, into it, how, how much it fired up a fuel inside of me to know my brothers and sisters in Christ more. And I realized, I'm still realizing um, every single day, the more we get to know one another, the more we get to know Christ. The body of Christ is us, and getting to know the body is how we get to know the body. <laughs> that that's maybe seems simple, but has been such a cosmic shift for me. And so what I want to do in these next several episodes is introduce you to books. Some of them are included in the list that I shared maybe two or three weeks ago about 10 books that changed my faith. But I guess what I want to do is look at them more closely, um, share with you kind of how they changed me and how they continue to influence me. Oftentimes as I write, um, and you will see as you go through my, my blog posts, as you read my two books, I don't come to you as an expert. Um, I love the way my editor phrased it one time in a phone conversation. She said, it's, it's like when you're writing, you're just one or two steps ahead of your readers. And that's me. Um, I just had the opportunity to meet a couple of individuals who I interact with regularly on Twitter. And they're super smart. Um, I think both have PhDs. Um, They, 
I don't know if they grew up with the brand of Christianity that I did. I suspect not. Um, but regardless, they are um, what can feel intimidating to me. They are beyond me academically. And God often puts me in those situations. I think he puts all of us in those situations, if we're honest. And I'm just reminded again and again, um, as he whispers to my spirit, that that's not you. Um, you're, you're not trained in Calvinism. You're not trained in the original languages of the Bible. But you're curious, and you are a learner, and you are open and humble and ready to receive. And that's what I love to pass on to you. So... To close today's episode, I am going to read from a book. Actually, I heard this gentleman at my very first Festival of Faith and Writing in 2014. I'd only been writing for about two or three months and up and went to a conference that included um, amazing worldwide known writers and artists um, and Professor Fred Bonson was there. He works at Duke University. And after I heard him speak, I have never ran so fast to purchase a book because he was talking about all the things that I was being introduced to and that were intriguing to me. And I wanted to know more and I wanted to um, hear him talk about the things that he was experiencing. And in his book, Soil and Sacrament, a spiritual memoir of food and faith. Professor Bonson, I don't know, he might be a doctor. I'm sorry if I'm getting that um, title wrong. He is going to different places around the country who are basically forming community gardens. Um, sometimes they're actually forming communities um, like monasteries and um, such uh cloisters, cloisters, um, communities of religious people. Other times, um, there's just a garden at a church or, um, a society, something like that. And as he visits these places, he talks about, um, this constant connection with loving the earth and stewarding the resources that we are given and living a life of faith and spiritual practices, um, Actually, as I pulled this book off my shelf this morning to read to you, I thought it's time for me to go back through it. Um, it's been almost 10 years, right? So, yeah, um, hold me accountable. That's, that's my plan. So in his chapter called The Underground Life of Prayer, the author is talking about having a set prayer of hours to go through each day and how you stop what you're doing and offer up these, these times of prayer. And the particular section I'm going to read from is Vespers, 6 p.m. Perhaps it was the fullness of the week, but as I sat in Vespers singing the Lord's Prayer on my last day at Mepkin, a sweetness welled in me and brought me to tears. The music, the prayers, the bowing and rising, the incense, all of it 
was breaking down my defenses. That's what good liturgy does. It breaks your heart open, turns you toward God. And these brothers sitting around me in choir, they were not spiritual escapists trying to flee the world in search of purity. They knew that the biggest battle was not with an evil world, but with the waywardness of their own hearts. They had come to the Abbey to turn themselves toward God. They were simply a group of very human beings coming together for a single goal, to go deeper into the divine ministry. This realization gave me strength. And at that moment, I didn't want to leave. That's all for today. Again, it's Tracy Rhodes. You can find me online at my blog, tracesoffaith.com. My social media handles, Twitter is Traces of Faith, Facebook and Instagram, Traces of Faith blog. Take care until next time. Thank you.